back to another episode of the Seatown Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. This week's guest is Chandra Travers and Nicolette Shea. Chandra is the owner of Nurture Home and Hospital Massage. They work with new and expecting families in the hospital room, as well as prenatal and postnatal in-home massage. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoy talking with them and hearing their story. Well, today I'm joined by Chandra Travers and uh, Nicolette Shea. 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 Mm-hmm. Nicolette Shea. Thank you for joining me, ladies. Thanks for having us. Um, so just to kind of get started uh, before you kind of get into the business aspect of things, uh, I was hoping you could tell our guests a little bit about uh, kind of your backstory, what you did growing up, what you enjoyed doing in your spare time, you know, that, that sort of thing. Sure. Chandra here. Um, I split my time, my time between Seattle and Alaska primarily um, growing up. And um, my professional background is in social service work and the healthcare field. And then after I had my daughter, I sort of started um, focusing more on the healthcare side of things and entered a pre-nursing program. And I took a massage therapy course for uh, Allied Health Department, thinking it would round out my nursing skills. Um, incidentally, my mom was a massage therapist growing up, and it's something I said I would never do professionally. But as we all find, <laughs> as we get older, we sort of start morphing into our parents. And in this case, that's a good thing. She was a great professional role model mm-hmm. for me. And after I took the um, the course in, it was called healthcare massage. They taught me to work within the hospital providing massage. I kind of fell in love with it, and I decided that was a, a better path for me. Okay. What about you, Nick? I. Um, <laughs> went to art school, okay. so I did nothing in the art business, of course. I worked for The Gap and uh, Guess as designers and merchandisers. I did store design, and then eventually I went to go work for Something Silver. When it was, a, It's a local business that has grown into a huge like um, national like jewelry store, and it started at a kiosk, and that's what I do now. I work for multiple small businesses in West Seattle. I work for about six small businesses here, helping them grow, merchandising, store design, events, promoting them, marketing, things like that. Social media, I do all of, all of the bookstores that I work for, I do all their social media. Um, if you just take uh, you know a couple seconds, maybe tell me a little bit about you know exactly what you do. Maybe sum it up in uh, in you know sure. a concise point. So I own a private practice massage and aesthetics business here in West Seattle's Morgan Junction called Nurture by Nature. It's actually co-owned, so I do the massage piece, and my business partner Samantha Valerio does the aesthetics piece. Mm-hmm. And then I also own a small growing company called Nurture Home and Hospital Massage. And this is a business that works with new and expecting families. We deliver uh, restorative therapeutic massage services to their hospital room after they deliver their babies and in their homes before and after delivery. And so um, I looked to Nicolette when I met her to help me with the hospital side of the business, Nurture Home and Hospital, to help that business grow. And then she's kind of um, started working with both businesses. Okay, that sounds great. What, yeah. um, so how exactly does, does that work? So Nurture Home and Hospital is a really innovative model uh, that began here in the Seattle area five years ago. We contract primarily with Swedish hospitals. Right now we have three locations, one in Issaquah, one in First Hill, and one in Ballard. 
and um, we're the only people in the state doing this kind of business, um, running a contract through a hospital to do it officially. We're almost the only people in the country. Okay. So it's extremely cutting edge sure. to have a company that's vendored out in a hospital. Like mm-hmm. you can go to a hospital, you can be requested by like a family if you're a massage therapist, but having it in the hospital set up and ready is something that um, only two other states in the country are doing right now. That's great. So is that so when uh, expecting mothers, you know, at Swedish getting ready to, to have a kid stuff, is that something that Swedish provides as a as a service or like how's that how's that work? So we contract with Swedish as a vendor. We work independently. So all of the um, scheduling and all of the money transfer and all of the service part goes through our company. And then Swedish provides uh, the space to work within their structure. Uh, So working with a hospital is kind of a complex thing. And we've really got it down to a science now because we've been doing it for so long. Um, But I think what they look to for us is that we can work well with their hospital staff and their hospital culture, um, kind of stay out of the nurse's way, but provide communication. Mm -hmm. And in return, the nursing staff gets to know us and sort of welcome us into their community and then can then refer to us uh, for their patients. Sure. That sounds sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, So you mentioned, you know, that the business is, you know, kind of growing or you're kind of in a growth stage. Um, When you first started, what would you say your biggest challenge was when, when the business was getting off the ground? Um, I think the biggest challenge at first was uh, working in a bubble. So I know that this happens after um, being in business groups and talking to other entrepreneurs where you think that you can do it all. Mm. And um, I, I lived by that model for a couple years and then I decided it, um, it would be better if I had help. <laughs> and especially when I, I met Nicolette, we work really well together. So now I have um, a small team supporting me. But yeah, I think initially that's sort of like I can do this all on my own and there was a learning curve. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's no perspective there when you're alone. Sure. Right? When well, you have yeah. a small business you and know you, you don't know yep. and no one ideas And you don't know that you don't know it. Right. Yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Good so, point. Yeah. I think it's a common theme with uh, business startups and entrepreneurs. Right? I've yeah. never met a small business owner who didn't think that sure. first. It's part of the learning experience. Yeah. Taking a look at where you're at now, what do you say the, the greatest challenge you face? Um, I guess that's, sorry, did you have something to Oh, I could answer this. Is that all right? Yeah. <laughs> I personally think the greatest challenge is is trying to explain what we're doing and get it get the word out there Mm -hmm. and because it's sort of within like this hospital culture and if we would like people to know about it before they get to the hospital so Mm -hmm. they can make it part of their like birthing plan so it's something they don't have to think about and because after you have a child you're extremely like physically and emotionally vulnerable and to have something already there that kind of brings you grounded and back to earth is something that every mother should have like it should be accessible they should have and I think that it's such an important thing I didn't have it after I had my child and when I look back I think about how it could have changed my experience so getting it out there beforehand maybe getting people to pay for it as a present or something like that so it's a no-brainer they don't have to think about it would be I think the biggest challenge that we have we want people to have it because it's good for them and it's important Mm -hmm. and that and that can be hard to like get out into the world sure. and explain that. Yeah. So how do clients, uh, how, do, how do people hear about it now? 
So currently, we advertise within the hospital. Uh, there's a poster at the end of each patient's bed in the recovery room, and that's where most of our business is coming from. It's sort of this last-minute impulse you know, decision. Um, it's usually people who have received prenatal massage that are scheduling with us, um, but they do mention us on the birth tour. So when you go and visit Swedish Hospital, it should be mentioned on the tour to, when you're deciding if Swedish is a good place for you to deliver. Mm-hmm. And I think that it brings um, cachet to any hospital. Uh, you know, to say that we offer massage, I've had people say, "Oh, I've heard of that service before. That sounds wonderful." Sure. Or mostly, I hear, "I wish I had had that when I was delivering my baby." Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we advertise within the hospital in a number of ways, and we're just now starting to kind of get out into the community and find ways to advertise outside mm-hmm. of that network. And I think Nicolette brought up a good point. These make great gifts. Um, in the last few months, since we've been doing a little bit more outreach, we've had more interest, um, people from out of state hearing about us. Um, sometimes families hear about us on the birth tour and then say, hey, you know, put this on my registry kind of thing. Sure. So, Yeah. I'd imagine it's good to be, you know, tied in with Swedish. Uh, my wife used to be an RD there, and it mm-hmm. definitely sounds like they're one of the, the best hospitals around, especially for, for you know, birthing, you know, between their, their big space, you know, in First Hill, and then their, mm-hmm. their unique birthing centers uh, in, in Ballard, you know. They've done a great job of sticking with us as a new company, too, you know, which has had, you know, I wouldn't say it's ups and downs per se, but just sort of that curve again of getting established and they really stuck with us. And I think they're really interested in innovative things that um, can kind of bring more attention to what they're trying to do. We are reaching out to other hospital locations. So this is kind of a new project this year. Uh, Nicolette and I make a great team. We've been going, um, so we went to Valley Medical Mm -hmm. and we've approached uh, Highline and Burien and St. Francis, I believe, uh, all in the South End. Um, Has the response been pretty good so far? Are you still kind of waiting to... It's sort of, you know... It's a process because it's a hospital environment, right? So, but everybody we've talked to is like, oh, I love that idea. I want that Mm -hmm. for my hospital. Like, that's amazing. How do I get that? Yes, it is. (laughs) The contracting process can take up to a year or more. Um, for each location. So there's a lot of patients involved, but I think Valley Medical has had the greatest response, and so we've been invited to come back in September and pitch again, um, which is great. We have therapists who are interested in working on this in the South End. And we're looking at birthing centers because we do a home sort of, there's a home aspect to this as well. We go to people's homes after they've given birth, and we could go to birthing centers with the same sort of tools and protocol as we do the home. And so we're going to look into those as well. Because yeah. I think people who are going to birthing centers are looking for tre- like therapy like this. Sure. That's what they're. That's why they're going to birthing centers versus yeah. hospitals. Yeah, and that totally makes sense. I mean, I've, with you know Seattle being you know what it is. I mean, I've got lots of friends that have done home births and that sort of thing, and I'm sure they would love to be able to add that you know yeah. massage part into their their experience. Um, what do you What do you guys love most about about your business? About what you do? Ooh, that's a good question. This is one I could talk all day about. Yeah. <laughs> um, specifically, uh, what I'm doing now. So I started with uh, Nurture Home and Hospital um, as a therapist. So I started this work before I even held the contract and rebranded the company as a therapist for a couple years. I was doing the hands-on work. And, um, and then the contracts were handed over to me. I rebranded the company. And now I'm primarily behind the scenes. 
the hands-on work that I do uh, is here at my private practice in West Seattle. Um, and so it's been an interesting perspective to be you know, behind the scenes and setting up the business side of what I used to do hands-on. Sure. Sometimes I really miss that direct contact with the client, which is the absolute best part of being a therapist for our company. Uh, it's a really special space to be in working with new families, um, especially in the hospital or in the home where um, unlike in a clinic, you know, there are other people around. So there are um, family members, baby is there. Um, it's just charged with this really nice emotional energy. And I miss that. Sure. And I loved it as a therapist. She's constantly telling me ways that she could go back to being a therapist. And not, what if we got this hospital and I could just do that hospital <laughs> and somebody else could do this other thing? And I'm always like, you you own two businesses. You you can't do that. Sure. And, but, Eventually, but she's always looking for sure. a way to get back to the hands-on work. Sure. But I think now, in the capacity that I'm working now, I really enjoy being the call center. So um, when someone wants a massage in their home or in the hospital, uh, they can call me or they can order online, which is also very convenient because yep. you can do it any time of day. But I try to be available for every call that comes through. And in those calls, um, sometimes it's a partner um, or a family member who's, who's ordering the service. Sometimes it's, it's mom. But there's always this really sweet moment where they're like, so we just had a baby, <laughs> and she's a healthy 8 pounds, 13 ounces. And I get some of their backstory, and it's really lovely to be able to say, first off, congratulations, yeah. and then to wrap it up with, uh, enjoy your massage. I don't work as a therapist, and what I do is something completely different, but when we have had meetings here with all of the therapists, they all have this, like, I just love the people, and I just love the work, and I just love helping, you know, new moms and new dads and grandmas and grandpas and, like, the sort of joy that the work brings them, yeah. and I really, like, was drawn to that and was like, huh. But I don't do massage, so there's that. <laughs> but. but what you do appreciate is that you had a hard birth experience, and so you bring that perspective. I had an incredible hard birth experience, and I feel like the people who need this service the most are people who would probably not think that they like deserved it or or could or could get it or would think about getting it like they just would be so relieved that so like when you have a hard birth afterwards you're kind of in this like sort of flux like okay what just happened I'm not really sure what's gonna happen next sure. and um, I would like to the thing that drives me to like get the word out more is um, getting those families to get what they need right and to like not discount what they've been through yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally get it. Yeah. 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 That's what I love about it sure. is that I would like to see more people who need it to get it rather than people who just want it. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and I'd imagine a big part of that is just make sure people know what's out there since it's not exactly. super common. So. Yeah. And we lowered some of the pricing as well because we thought that the more people who could afford it, the better. Mm -hmm. you know, and I, that was something that we thought about for a really long time, and we wanted to make it accessible to anybody. Sure. And I think it is. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. people sign up for it. Is it uh, usually like one or like a series of massages? or? Most people work. sign up for one, but some cultures in which it is part of their 
culture that they get a massage after they have a birth every single week and western culture sort of grabbing a hold of that and getting it and making it a part of their birthing plan as well and so we are seeing more of that and we love that obviously to see a client and a family go through that first like five six ten weeks is would as another layer of the sort of joy you feel I think when mm-hmm. you're give, giving this massage. So we do offer packages and the packages can include prenatal massage in your home, uh, a, a post-birth massage in the hospital, and then postnatal massage in your home again. So it's kind of a nice uh, way to sort of dole it out and we do incrementally lower the prices the more you know you buy in that package and all of that's on our website nurturebynaturespa.com. So when you order the service, uh, we put your order into a system called Schedulista, which is a local company that I highly recommend, by the way. If any other entrepreneurs are listening to this and you need a scheduling system, I'll put a plug in for Schedulista because they're awesome. Um, (laughs) It's been really helpful. And uh, Schedulista will send a confirmation email. That email contains the information that you need to submit to insurance to get reimbursed for the services. And... um, the keywords to check with your insurance beforehand is will they take an out-of-network uh, claim and if they do then it's usually covered so you kind of mentioned that uh that you guys are pretty unique in the space that not a lot of hospitals you know, offer this service um so i mean i guess are there other um other people providing this service and if so how, how do you guys distinguish yourselves from from what they provide if they are providing the service, they're independent and they're not contracted with Swedish. So we're kind of a known entity sure. within the hospital. Uh, also, I think I was saying we kind of have this down to a science. So from the call center to the scheduling system to how your therapist is trained and presents themselves and the little cart that we bring into your room with all the spa-like elements that we offer. Um, It's really a a quality luxury kind of experience. We also know when to come in when we're not being invasive to the nurses. There's actually a statistic that says that people come and visit you after you have a baby in your hospital room, if that's where you are. Um, Eight different people will come into contact with you during the day. And so that's why part of our contract says that we come in between the hours of 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. to do the work when it's um, least interrupted and also to facilitate deeper sleep after the massage. Makes sense. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Why is uh, Seattle such a great place to own a uh, small business? That's like a given. for massage specifically, um, I remember when I when I trained for massage in Maryland, and I was thinking of moving out to Seattle. I did a little bit of you know recon, some research on the massage industry out here, and I came across a, a statistic that said that Seattle actually has more massage therapists per capita than any other place. And I thought, hmm, this could be challenging. But you know, when I came out here, I was offered five different jobs right away. And I took four of them, and I worked four <laughs> at the same time. And I'll tell you, there is enough work for every therapist here. Um, and I think part of that is that Seattle has such a great um, acceptance of holistic and alternative. You know, Seattle gets it. Sure. They understand. They yeah. get it. They know the benefits. They love it. They love like self care is like a huge just a part of the culture here sure. and they get it and that's just not the way that it is in every city yeah 
when she experienced a good massage, you're like, where's this been my whole life? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally true. And I think specializing too, like we're super niche, you know, um, I think that this is very specific. And so that's really helped a lot mm -hmm. as well. What, uh, what, what is the first 90 minutes of your day look like? Um, okay. <laughs> I'd love to be able to say that it includes meditation and having my cup of tea sure. while I reflect Starting on gratitude. <laughs> and sometimes that happens, but more often than not, when I wake up, my mind is racing and I'm thinking about my list of things to do. So I go to my office and I kind of, you know, tick off a couple things on that list, but I like to get to work right away. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, I appreciate the honesty on that. I know, you know, right. for me, it's this idea, you know, you start off slow and you're, you know, plan out your day or your week, but usually it's not. Uh, right. Uh, what would you say is your greatest strength? This is a hard one for me to answer. Okay. Um, I'll be honest. Chandra's greatest strength is that she's constantly thinking and moving forward. Mm -hmm. Of all of the small businesses and large businesses that I have worked for and with, I never in my life have come across somebody who is um, always ready to take the leap. She's always jumping forward. Every day it's something like a new idea, but it's not a new idea and then she lets that fall to the floor. It's a new idea, let's go through it, let's check it off, let's do it, let's get it done right now. That's the pace that I work at all the time. Sure. And I usually people find it, especially people in small business in particular, like in the bigger businesses I've been in, that's the pace. Yeah. But in small business, it's a whoa, 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 you know, she's working at a pace and with a creative like brain that is like really intense and also she follows through, she circles back and I think that's her greatest strength. <laughs> Maybe if I were to answer that for myself and thank you, by the way, that makes me feel really good. It's, um, it's been learning to ask for help. And so some of my greatest strengths are the people that I've let into the fold of my business, honestly. I mean, I've got Nicolette. I've got a great team of massage therapists. I have a business coach um, and just, you know, a co-owner of this space here at Nurture by Nature. I work with amazing people. And so I think I've really fine-tuned a strength for recognizing who's going to be good to work with. Intuition. That's a good word. And yeah. that's something that I hear from my clients a lot, too, is that I work very intuitively. Sure. I'd imagine as a, as a small business owner, those are great strengths to have. I mean, I meet a lot of uh, entrepreneurs, and it seems like one of the things that they typically lack is, you know, they'll have good ideas, but then they're on to the next great idea before they you know, fully execute that. Yeah. What is one habit that you wish you had? Oh, gosh, there's so many. Um, probably the thing that I wish that I had was what I said I wished that I would do with the first 90 minutes of my day because I spend all day um, talking to people about self-care and um, you know how to slow down their minds and sometimes I'll mention meditation that kind of thing is something that I'd like to cultivate more in my personal life um, one thing that's helped me that I am continuously working on is the practice of Reiki, which I do in with my clients in my practice, but it's also part of Reiki is doing it with yourself. And so I try to do that every single day. And um, it's kind of like meditation. I mean, I could have a whole nother podcast about Reiki and what it is for okay. people, but um, I would just say cultivating self-care. Okay. But what, do you, what would you say you're passionate about? What makes you tick? Um, the creative process and just that I 
I not only love what I do, but it sort of feeds me creatively. So a lot of people will ask me, you know, what, what's, what are your hobbies? What do you do outside of work or, or parenting? And um, there's so much creative aspect to doing the business in the phase that it's in right now. Um, it might not be always the healthiest thing to have this be my sole focus, but uh, Nicolette has a great analogy for businesses as they move through the phases of growth that it's similar to parenting a child from a young age to an older age. Um, right now I have a teenager, she's 14, and so I'm starting to feel a little bit more um, freedom in some aspects to parenting, and I look forward to feeling that in my business, but right now what phase would you say I'm in? The business has, she's owned the business for about three years, and at three years old, a business is um, okay to, like, it's starting to find some independence, and you have some breathing room, and you can finally take a shower with, on your own, yeah. and you, right, and yeah. you can maybe leave it with a babysitter, and um, they're going to maybe go to preschool, and there's yeah. some time, and there's some breathing room, and maybe you're thinking about having another one, but you're not quite ready yet, because... Yours is still three. Right. Like, <laughs> hold on. Yeah. And um, financially, you find that you found your a rhythm, and you know how much a child costs now or a business costs now, and you can move through those things. Sure. So that's exactly where um, Nurture Home and Hospital Massage and Nurture by Nature both are. They're at that phase where she has some, she can breathe, mm -hmm. and she knows that it's a good idea and a good business. And um, but it's yeah. still fun. Yeah. It's still fun and creative, and that's what it is. And hard. Sure. Did you start both those businesses at the same time? or were they? Yeah, okay. right at the same time. Oh, and okay. I didn't plan it that way, but it's actually been really good because it's helped, It's helped. it's been challenging, but I want to keep the branding between the two somewhat consistent. Okay. And so I think for that reason, it's been good. So, so even though there's some overlap with the, the massage, you know, they're mm -hmm. two distinct businesses, two distinct focuses. They are, um, but I think that um, everything that I offer here at my private practice, for instance, we call them um, nurturing extras. That's also offered in the hospital business. And um, one thing that we go to great lengths to explain to people about, I think both sides, but especially the hospital, is that um, we're focusing on the health benefits, but the nurturing extras, so for instance, the um, body scrub, the hot towel, the aromatherapy, and all of the sort of luxury um, body products that we use. Kind of spa yeah, exactly. That's what makes it, um, that's what makes you feel like you're not in the hospital anymore. Sure. And so both are very important. Uh, what, what did you do before you started uh, these businesses, you know, a massage therapist? I worked for, um, when I very first started as a massage therapist, I think I told you I had four different jobs. I worked in a chiropractic clinic, and that's kind of akin to working um, in a hospital in that we have protocol that we have to follow um, that's specific to that environment. Also, I worked for the company that I now own as a therapist, and that was doing massage um, in-room at Issaquah Hospital. Uh, and I worked at a leading day spa. Um, in West Seattle. Okay. And so the great thing about the training that I had was that it was primarily like healthcare massage, how to work with people in a clinical environment or a hospital. Right. But the spa side of things really taught me how to provide those nurturing extras that we now see in all of our services. Sure. So you were doing massage for a while before starting your own venture? I think that before I went off on my own and took over the hospital contracts, I had been practicing for only two years. So what was the big catalyst to, uh, to start your own, your own businesses? That's her nature. 
<laughs> just I don't know how else you can answer that in another way but I feel like that's your that you were always probably meant to own your own business I think that the ideas and the seeing things and wanting to pr improve and change and like evolve very quickly is probably I don't know you I agree I, I love how well Nicolette <laughs> knows me because really <laughs> I think you sum up you know my experience better than I do it's really true I feel I have an entrepreneurial spirit sure. what can I say Let's dig a little deeper here. You know, maybe you can take it to uh, an example of uh, your worst entrepreneurial experience. You know, some, something where you I know made some mistakes, but you know, learned learned some good good lessons. Yeah, um, I guess there's one recently that comes to mind, and it has. I think the theme was trying to do too much. Right, trying to be in too many places at the same time. So we have had an outreach event with the, um, the midwives at First Hill, and a therapist and I were providing complimentary hand massage using the products that we use in the rooms with new families on one end of First Hill, which if you've ever been to Swedish First Hill, it's kind of a maze. There's a lot of different buildings and a lot of different units. So we were on one end of a sky bridge and um, I'd lost track of time. And the spa cart that we use for a, an in-room service was in use at the outreach event, but a service was starting to take place on the other end of the campus with one of our therapists. So. I got a text from that therapist saying, hey, where, where are the supplies? And I wish there had been a camera trained on me as I rushed without creating a disturbance across the entire hospital campus with the spa cart to get it there. And I felt terrible. But in the end, what I learned from that is that um, the client never knew there was a problem because the therapist was well prepared. Yeah. She smoothed things over. The cart got there in time. Um, I actually comped um, part of the massage to the client who was delighted and surprised. <laughs> um, the mid midwife event kept happening because the person that was manning that event was able to hold the fort down. And it really showed me what a great team that I have. I was mortified, but in the end, no one really noticed except for me. So, I mean, I think that's probably the worst moment for me where I just was afraid that everything was going to fall apart. But in the end, there was that support net. Sure. I think having you know having that team is really uh, is really critical. I don't, I don't know if you um, are you familiar with Seth, Seth Godin? Uh, no. Um, so he's a you know a writer and stuff and does a lot of entrepreneurial things and books. I was listening to one of his podcasts. He was basically you know talking about the difference between uh, a contractor or you know or, and someone who's an entrepreneur. And one of the points he made I, I thought was real interesting was basically you know as an entrepreneur you're creating something bigger than yourself. Huh. You get to a place where it doesn't require you there uh, for it to not fall apart. Right. Um, and I thought that was really interesting because a lot of people, you know, like the, the definition and, you know, what they think they're doing, you know, a lot of times they're just, uh, to use the, the terminology of the e-myth, you know, they're just tacticians just doing their work. Hmm. They're not really, don't have the mindset for setting up a business and as soon as they're not there doing the work, everything falls apart. Hmm. But if, you know, if you're creating something bigger in yourself you're setting people up in your team for success. And if you remove yourself, they're still able to keep going because of the system you've set up. Yeah. I heard somebody reference it as, if you passed away, would your business still 
thrive? Like, would it still, who would take it? Who would, would still exist? And if it would still exist, then you're an entrepreneur. I've heard that analogy for if you go on vacation, which I actually prefer. Death, vacation. (laughs) Right. I'm sorry. Okay. So not death. I mean, no. I meant vacation. If you were absent. If you were absent. Sorry. This This is highlighting our two different personality types, by the way. So you, you kind of you know, illustrated uh, when something didn't you know go so well and what you learned from it and, and kind of the takeaways there. Um, can you take me to to a moment where you kind of thought you know wow I'm really making a difference. This is really uh, this is really going great. Yes, I can. It's the same story every time. I mean, there's many examples, but I think the the great thing about this is that as many years of as I've been doing it, it's the same story that I started out with. So it was one of my very first services as a practitioner, so doing the massage work in the hospital. I was at Issaquah, and I was working with a new family um, who had grandmother in the room with them and sister in the room with them. Uh, Baby was there. I think partner was there as well. And um, as I was working on the mom in her hospital bed, I would glance over at grandmother who was sitting in the window seat, and she was kind of rubbing her hands as though they hurt. And um, we do have a service on our menu that includes a massage for a family member as well. We usually do it in a a chair, so a seated massage. Um, But they didn't order that service. And so at the end of the massage, I had a little extra time and I asked grandmother if she'd like me to rub her hands a little bit. And so I chatted with her a while while we did it. And um, I just felt this great connection with that family in that moment. Um, We started sharing stories and... um, I told her a story, (laughs) sorry, about my grandmother um, and how my grandmother had told her, had told me that um, she had working hands and that that had often been told to me. And I I told that woman who said that she didn't like her hands. I said, well, they're working hands. They've served you well. You know, this is, this is what your hands are for. And meanwhile, I'm working on, you know, making her hands feel better. And it was a great moment. Um, that family actually ended up calling me independently and asking me to come into their home to provide massage for them. And so I got to see them again. But I think it really touched base on how um, you're being invited into a sacred space in that room after this family has given birth. Yeah. And as a massage therapist, there's there's really no better work than that. That's, that's a great story. I love that. So kind of going into the next section of, of the interview here, um, uh, in the past, what was holding you back from becoming the entrepreneur you are today? Uh, in the past, what was holding me back? I think I became an entrepreneur somewhat out of necessity. Um, and just, you know, on a personal side, I, I didn't become a massage therapist as a standalone income. I was married at the time. And then when I wasn't married, I discovered that massage by itself might not support my daughter and I. And so I just kind of thought, what else can I add on to this that would help you know, support my income. And yeah. it's, you know, it's really, I think in an, another year or so, it's really going to be a good deal sure. that way. What's the, uh, what's the best advice you've ever received? Uh, again, with the get help thing, just that, um, I watch Marie Forleo. Do you know her? She's sort of an online business guru. She's fun and she's got a YouTube channel. Um, but she's always doing little helpful hints to entrepreneurs and um, one of those sessions or one of those videos was about reaching out to other people to get help um, with what you're doing. So, uh, Do you have an internet resource or application that you can't live without? 
Ooh, well, I love Marie TV, like I said before. So Marie Forleo is a great resource. Um, but also, and I think I mentioned this earlier, Schedulista as a scheduling program. They're a local company and they've been great. They take suggestions. Um, if anyone's looking for scheduling application. So Schedulista, not to be confused with Schedulicity. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So when mm-hmm. I uh, schedule a massage and I get that text message reminder, that's Schedulista? It is. Excellent. Yes. Schedulista does a great job, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. super okay. user friendly. If you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? Um, I'm not going to go with a traditional business book for this question, but. Um, you have to. I can't because <laughs> I was like, oh, is he serious? <laughs> I can't because the most helpful thing for me has been reading things that help me with my um, personal sense of self. Uh, and then I translate that into my business life as well. So probably um, anything by Pema Chodron, but specifically when things fall apart, which actually could be the name of a business how-to book, but it's more about um, how you react to situations, sure. what hooks you into reacting, and how to respond instead of reacting. Okay. Um, do you listen to podcasts? And if so, what are your favorite ones? Ooh, I don't. Oh, I listen not on to here. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yours, of course. Oh. Stop. <laughs> now. Oh, you're, you're one of the ten people listening. Um, and then I don't know if this is a podcast, but I love uh, Radio Lab. Mm-hmm. And I love the um, TED Radio Hour. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, both great. I love TED Radio Hour too. So, in wrapping up, um, just a couple, you know, quick questions. What do you uh, do? You have a favorite quote? I have one for you. Okay. We sort of picked one. Um, My favorite quote in the entire world is, "It is the business of few to be independent. It's the privilege of the strong." And that's a Kafka quote. Okay. And it's been my favorite since I was like 14 and thought that I could read Kafka and actually understand it, which was, you know. Uh, can you share with us one piece of parting uh, guidance? For, for, biz- for people who are starting a business, I have a couple pieces of guidance. One of them is that you have a really honest conversation with yourself, and then you take that on over- honest conversation and you have it with your family. You are not going to be around it's not going to be the same it's not going to be easy it's all consuming and um you have to have really honest expectations and perspective about that Mm -hmm. or um yes it gets ugly (laughs) it does and that's would be my true piece of guidance and i like i said i always have this conversation with business owners about how opening a especially a brick and mortar business Mm -hmm. is um like having another child and it's exactly the same like phases in west seattle most business owners i work with have children Mm -hmm. and i try to be like remember what it was like when you didn't sleep and you had no money and (laughs) you had no help that's what the first year of having a business is like um and what would you say is the, the best way to connect with you you can email me. All of my contact information is on my website, nurturebynaturespa.com. I think I mentioned that we have online scheduling, so if you need an appointment, um, it's great to be able to do that any time of day or night. And um, so I respond to emails. I also respond well to text. If someone can't find an appointment for some reason, you're welcome to text me, and that number is um, on my website. Okay. And Facebook. We're on Facebook. Okay. Nicolette's worked really hard at um, creating a Facebook that people want to follow. Sure. So we have two different Facebook pages. One is for Nurture by Nature, Mm -hmm. Massage and Aesthetics, and the other is Nurture Home and Hospital Massage. Okay. Yeah. Great. 
Well, thank you, uh, Chandra and Nicolette, for your time. I appreciate it. Um, I found the conversation very interesting. Hopefully, my listeners do. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. That's all we have for this week's episode. Thanks for joining me. Feel free to check out my website for more information on me or the podcast at ctown.com, S-E-A hyphen town.com. And make sure to look up Chandra for your massage needs. She is amazing.